0: Welcome to Aquarium Tip Tank. Once again, this is TJ from www.aquariumtiptank.com. Of course, as always, I'd like to remind you to go to www.aquariumtiptank.com and sign up for our free e-updates and newsletter so you can get all the latest tips and tricks to relaxing and enjoying your home aquarium. Uh, My tank is up and has been cycling for a little while. It now has this brownish stuff all over it. Yes, these are diatoms, and my tank has new tank syndrome. However, that is okay. Not all is lost, and we will get into why here in a few seconds. Uh, First... uh, Of course, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you guys for listening, reading, and or viewing what we have to offer here at Aquarium Tip Tank. Whether you found us at the website, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, thank you very much for taking some time to listen and look at our tips for your home aquarium and tropical fish tank. Um, we also thank you for the ratings and reviews and hope that you please keep them coming so that we can understand where you're at with your home aquarium and what you'd like to see, hear, and read from us. Um, please, please, please go ahead and leave a review of this podcast over at I- on iTunes um, and let us know what you're thinking and how your tank has come along. Also... I would like to give a quick shout-out to Ryan Howells from London. I have said on these podcasts before that I will give a shout-out to anyone who lets us know, gives us a breakthrough of their tank, and lets us know how things are going. So, Ryan Howells, here's a shout-out to you. Ryan uh, shared a quick breakthrough that reads... Hi, TJ. I've been listening to your podcasts over here in the UK while I'm driving a double-decker bus in London. They are very helpful and educational. I'm currently running a fish-only 100-liter uh, fish nano tank, and I'm going to get corals now. My, now that my water is stable. My clownfish are laying eggs, and I want to set up a fry tank to try and get baby clownfish. If you can give me advice on how to keep the fry alive, that would be fantastic. I've done a lot of research on it, and it looks like hard work, but I know I can do it. Keep up the good work, and your tank looks great. Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, I will get to breeding in a little while on here. However, I don't have a whole lot of experience with it, I'm not going to lie. I have kept a whole lot of tanks before, but I actually haven't put forth that whole lot of work that you're talking about in order to uh, keep a fry tank alive and uh, actual, actually breed any fish. However, I do have some insights into it. I do know a few things, and I have looked at a few things as well. Uh, I have a few people that I might be able to ask about some of those things. Uh, maybe I will give them a shout out and see if I can get them on the podcast and uh, get an interview from them. Uh, for now, however, let's uh, get into this podcast a little bit. Uh, oh sorry first actually. Uh, I also wanted to say that Ryan also shared a picture on Twitter on Twitter. Sorry, of his nano tank and clownfish. Uh, I'll put it up in the post uh, for this show at aquariumtiptank.com dot com forward slash att podcast zero one two. And if you want to find Ryan, you can find him at Twitter at Ryan Howells. Okay. Time for the feature segment. It is time to talk about that incitely light brown coating of your live sand, your rock work, and decorations that people like to call new tank syndrome. Uh, Currently, this is the stage of the cycling process that my 30-gallon saltwater tank is in. Of course, you can see a picture of it over at the website at com forward slash podcast 12 The questions that we get asked the most about this stage of the fish tank are what is this light brown coating all over the surfaces of the tank it really looks pretty ugly uh, and is it bad how do I get rid of it will my fish be okay well Let's start answering these questions, starting with the first one. Uh, so what is this light brown coating all over the surfaces of the tank? They are diatoms. Um, diatoms are actually a, a class. A, you know, biology, you have class, gen- genus, class, species, stuff like that. They're actually a class of thousands upon thousands of different algae uh, included are twenty thousand, more than 20,000 species of algae, uh, but have a, these algae have a few subtle differences from stere- stereotypical algae. Uh, they have an outer shell composed of silica, and they reproduce asexually until too small, and then they start sexual reproduction. So they reproduce both asexually and sexually. Are these diatoms bad? Now, personally, I actually tend to think of them as a good uh, quote-unquote sign. Uh, Yes, they can be unsightly. So there are a few things uh, that are bad about them. Uh, First, of course, they are unsightly. Um, After all, the reason why we're talking about this is because they have decided to bloom during the cycling of my new marine aquarium, and they have created this ugly looking light brown coating all over the surfaces of my live sand and live rock. Also when they die, they will cause a drop in dissolved oxygen levels. So this is another thing that is bad and they can become food for other nuisance algae and bacteria. Uh, And, of course, the last thing that rarely happens that is bad about these diatoms is that some species of diatoms are even encrusting and can form a thick layer around your rocks and coral bodies. Now, some of of these diatoms, like coralline algae, are, are good. That that's a good encrusting algae. But there are some encrusting algaes that are bad. Uh, however, these bad encrusting algaes don't generally occur. But they can. Um, and we will discuss uh, why they don't generally occur in a few minutes. So, why do I personally think that these diatoms are a good sign? I just named all these bad things about them. Well... If you're trying to cycle your tank and diatoms appear, then you know you've at least created some sort of underwater ecosystem where something at least is growing. You haven't put anything in there yet, and you have this ecosystem, and, and you've created this this center, this tank, where things can actually grow. Um, it's also frequently called new tank syndrome, for a reason hey it happens so therefore it's kind of a good sign if it's not happening maybe things aren't going right it doesn't really matter if you're a beginner aquarium hobbyist or an old salt almost every hobbyist will experience a diatom outbreak during the cycling of a new tank so if you do a little searching the answer that you will most frequently get about the nasty brown film in your new tank is: don't worry about it. It's just a diatom bloom. Give it a little time, and it will go away on its own. There are a few other ways to get rid of it, however, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But some diatoms can op- can also be helpful. Therefore. As with most things in this aquarium world that we uh, are just hobbyists in, diatom population stability and control is more important than complete annihilation. So wait just a second. I did just say that the diatoms can be helpful, right? Yes, there are a few ways that diatoms can also actually be helpful. First, they can be food. Ninety-eight percent of phytoplankton is composed of diatoms and can be a very good and natural source of food for your filter feeders. A large portion of mollusks and crustaceans such as Nassarius snails, peppermint shrimp, and blue-legged hermit crabs commonly sold in the marine aquarium industry will feed on the diatoms and nuisance algae in the tank. Second, Diatoms consume nitrates and phosphates. Do you remember Aquarium Tip Tank Podcast 11? The last thing you really see when you're cycling your tank is a spike in nitrates, right? So diatoms are a good sign because it means that the biological filtration process is working. The final product of biological filtration, nitrates, are being produced and therefore diatoms are blooming because they have a food source. However, these high levels of toxins can be very stressful to even the strongest of fish, and it will probably die. So it's not quite yet time to add some fish, but there might be a few little things you might be able to stock your tank with, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Okay. So diatoms are bad because they really don't look appealing and they can become various forms of nuisance allergy. Is there any way to get rid of them or control them so that they don't look bad? Of course there is. But before we just answer those questions for you, a little more diatom background is necessary. So first, where are the diatoms coming coming from? Well, the quick answer is that you put them there. The live sand and live rock you decide to use in your saltwater aquarium contained them, and that's exactly what we wanted. Diatoms, like I said before, it's not a species. It is a class full of all sorts of both good and bad algae species. Some of them you wanted in your tank. Some of them you did not. Again, it's all about population stability and control. So why are they appearing? Why do they come in blooms and sometimes come back when I thought I had gotten rid of all of them? I know, most hobbyists see this dirty brown algae starting to cover their live sand and live rock and think, what did I do wrong? Well, if you're in the beginning stages of your tank, you probably didn't do anything wrong. Diatoms have an outer shell composed of silica. To form this shell, they need to feed on silicates. Sand generally contains a high concentration of silicates. So when your tank is new, you generally put sand in it and provide the silicates that the diatoms need to feed on. A diatom bloom occurs. But there's a limited amount of silicates in the sand for the diatoms to feed on. After all the silicates in the sand are consumed, the population of diatoms should stabilize. Hence, the normal answer of, just wait it out, and it will most likely go away. If it doesn't go away, or there's another bloom of diatoms in six months, or a year, then it is probably time to check your water filters. And I mean the water filters of your tap water. Your tap water or source water that you use in the other main is the other main source of silicates. You may be constantly adding silicates to your tank and not even know it. If it's been a little while since you've changed the membranes and filters of your RODI filtration system and you start getting algae or diatom blooms, it's time to check the membranes and filters of your RODI filtration system. Finally, Let's talk about a few ways to control and stabilize the population of diatoms. What we all want, right? Notice I did not say to completely get rid of the diatoms there. First, you can wait it out. The diatoms will eventually eat up all of the silicates, and there won't be any silicates for the diatoms to feed on anymore. Second... Water changes. Of course, water changes, water changes, water changes. Dilution is the solution to pollution, right? Water changes take out a portion of everything, including the good stuff, though. It will get rid of some of the silicates that the diatoms are using. It will get rid of some of the diatoms themselves. And also some of the good algae blooms that have, that have been forming in your tank. Therefore, we don't necessarily recommend a water change at the first sign of diatoms in a new cycling tank. Let the good coralline algae stay in there and encrust your live rock a little bit longer and see what happens. Don't necessarily change that stuff out. Keep checking, keep testing your water. In mine has been four weeks. I am seeing this stuff show up. I am not performing a water change just yet because I don't want to get rid of the food that uh, the coralline algae eats, or some of the good algae that, that's in there might eat. Yes, the nitrates are a little bit high, but they're not in such terrible populations that it can't stand it. Uh, another way to get rid of them is to kind of push them out and into fil- into your filtration and protein skimmer. A turkey baster is sometimes used to do this and you kind of blow them off the live rock that you have in there a little bit. Uh, Once again, the bad go away as well as the good. And then there is a cleaner crew. Uh, Remember those Neisseria snails, blue-legged hermit crabs, and peppermint shrimp that we talked about just a few minutes ago that actually like to eat some of these diatoms? This could possibly be your first step in stocking a tank. You don't necessarily have to do a water change, but yes, test and make sure that everything's okay for you to put a little bit of livestock in there. Uh, go ahead and test out your water parameters, and and these livestock are so abundant that it is okay to go ahead and put them in there as long as you have good water parameters. No, you don't want a high amount of ammonia. You don't want a high amount of nitrate nitrite and hopefully your nitrate levels aren't so super high that you know these uh this cleaner crew would all of a sudden die off either this is what i've decided to do i am going to wait about another week or so in order to do my first water change during this time, I will be making sure that I do testing for nitrates as much as possible. I'll, do, I'll probably do uh, testing for nitrates just about daily. I'll also te- probably keep testing for ammonia and nitrite just to make sure. If everything is okay and the parameters seem correct in order to add a few hardy uh, invertebrates and uh, a cleaner crew to my tank. That is my plan. I actually went out to my local fish store and tried to get a cleaner crew the other day. And they said that their cleaner crew tanks were currently down and that they didn't currently have any. They did have a few peppermint shrimp. And those peppermint shrimp do eat um, some of the uh, diatoms and some of the bad stuff that's in there. So I got about three peppermint shrimp for my 30-gallon tank. That's probably not going to be enough, though. Uh, the recommendation is about one, let's say snail or one piece of the cleaner crew for about every two gallons. Therefore, I need about 15 cleaner crew and I'm going to mix and match. I'm basically going to have some peppermint shrimp in there. I'm going to have some blue legged hermit crabs and I'm going to have some Neisseria snails that I put in there. Uh, let's sum everything up. Are diatoms bad? Yes and no. They look ugly, but they can be a good sign that things are growing in your new ecosystem. Diatoms can be of an algae species that you want, such as coralline algae, or an algae species that you don't want, such as red slime and cyanobacteria. There are a few ways to get rid of these diatoms. In a new tank, if you just wait the bloom out, it will go away because there won't be any more silicates for the diatoms to use, unless, of course, you keep adding silicates with the source of your top-off water. You can pick them up and blow them off the sand and rock and, and into filtration systems, you can perform water changes, and you can get a cleaner crew to help out. Uh, we don't suggest uh, performing a water change right away. We do, however, suggest uh, keep testing for nitrates. Make sure the nitrates don't get out of hand. And if they do get too high for you to keep any of, maybe you got a cleaner crew, maybe you put a few snails in there or a few peppermint shrimp in there or a few hermit crabs, uh, just make sure you're not going to kill those, uh, those in They are very hardy invertebrates, but just make sure that you're not going to kill them with an overdose of nitrates. Um, I do apologize for the lack of updates on the website and here at the podcast. I know that it has been about three weeks since I have gotten out a podcast. Uh, However, I have been super, super, super busy with my real job and uh, sometimes trying to trying to find the time to put the podcast together, get it all put together and cut and everything else, and get it on the website. takes a whole lot of time, especially when I'm busy with my other real job. The next time we will have an interview, and that interview will be with Michael Rice of marine-engineers.org, and he is also the manager of Elite Reef, a shop out in the Denver, Colorado area. Also, as always, please get in touch with us in any way you wish. We love hearing from fellow aquarium hobbyists. Ask us questions. We'll do our best to answer. Um, if anybody has any aquarium breakthroughs, uh, of course, get in touch with us and we will give you a shout out here on the podcast or just say hello on Facebook and, or Twitter. There are so many ways to get in touch with us. You can email me at tj at aquariumtiptank.com or support at aquariumtiptank.com. Facebook, uh, that is www.facebook.com forward slash aquariumtiptank. And we have a YouTube channel at www.aquariumtiptank.com forward slash YouTube. Of course, our Twitter handle is at aquariumtiptank. Thank you very, very much for listening. Go ahead and tell us how your aquarium is coming along at www.AquariumTipTank.com and we'll be back with more aquarium tips in about two weeks. i